We are live. Hey, historians. Welcome back to another great episode of the Historically Haunted Vodcast. I have a very great guest with me today. And before we bring him on, he's waiting currently backstage being patient. A big shout out to Alexis Aaron from Alexis uh, Candles by Alexis, my guest uh, two weeks ago. Sent me a little care package in. No, you can't eat those. Those are candle wax cinnamon buns. Smell really good. Those are going to get burned here next snowstorm, I think. She makes her own incense, too, guys. And you can order online, and she'll ship it to you. And these are pumpkin apple incense. And check this out. She sent me this, too, as a care package. Um, this cupcake candle that she makes. All natural. Look at that. almost want to eat the fucking thing. So big shout out to her and all my guests. I love that when I get care packages and different shit. Um, so my next guest, real quick, I'm bringing on um, No More Slavic. There it is. I'm trying to look for the book. I'm balls deep in this book, y'all. Um, I got this book from No More when I met him at the main author's meet and greet. Hey, Alexis, what's up? Yes, I was giving you a shout out about your candles. I got the care package in. The UPS guy comes to the door. I'm shoveling the fucking snow in Maine there up by Greenville, Monk and Tide. And he goes, I don't know what you got, but it makes my truck smell good. And he starts laughing. He goes, my whole truck smells like a hippie. So <laughs> the incense, the candles, he was all lit up. He was feeling good. So um, appreciate you, Alexis. Thank you so much. But no more, man. This dude here, um, he is a author. He is a I am, he's almost a cryptozoologist. Like he he definitely don't ask him about the, the Loch Ness monster. He don't believe in that shit. But Mothman, Bigfoot, stuff like that. He he's he's uh, does his own podcast. He does lectures. He does just everything. He works a lot with Mufon. Um, and I'm just gonna bring him on. No more Slavic. I could sit here and talk about you for another hour, but I gotta bring you on so we can talk. But real quick, I am halfway done his book. I really read that. He I got his book. He signed it to me. And this dude knows his shit. So uh, without a doubt. Nomar, what's up? Hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> I don't such a... Go ahead. I, 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 mean, I don't kiss my guest's ass, but i tell you what, man, the book is dope, dude. Stephen King would love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be cool if he read it. But uh, yeah, wonderful intro, and I wanted to shout out Alexis, too. I think we uh, friended each other today, uh, oh, like via, cool. via you, you know? So yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. But thanks so much for having me on. This is amazing. Oh, that's no, that's really cool. And she says you're so welcome. That's cool. I'm glad people can connect. And what I'm doing is like Alexis. She's a candle maker, but she's also hey, uh, my girlfriend Heather. She's a big fan of you. She wants to read the book when I'm done. She's itching to get it. So that's my girl cool. Heather Witching. She says Hi, hey, Heather. happy Friday. Everybody's checking in. And speaking of UFOs, real quick, Mr. UFO Fred Richards. UFO hey, Fred, Fred what up, buddy? Another fellow Mainer. So, so no more. Let's get into it real quick. Um. I, I, I knew you through Facebook, of course, through um, one of both of our idols, I guess, Lauren Coleman, the godfather of Love him. All of Love Lauren. I, Lauren's the man. We're going to dive right into all that shit. But I just want to talk real quick about how we met. Like, I knew you through Mutual People, um, Gene uh, Tewksbury, and then they all said you were going to be there, and I had to go. And then when I met you, dude, and I got your book, I got the free DVD, I even got your bookmarker in here, and I, <laughs> and I just I thought you were a stand-up dude. Thanks, and then man. I started reading your acolytes, man. And for someone who's got a lot of acolytes, you're really humble. And I'm like, I got to talk to this cat. <laughs> so it was a pleasure to meet you that day. And it's a pleasure to have you on. Well, that's very nice to say. And yeah, it was wonderful meeting you uh, in person finally, because we had been, you know, introduced uh, virtually. But to be able to meet you in person and to get your vibe and your personality, it was it was really cool. And my girl enjoyed uh, meeting cool. you as well. So uh, we're both excited for me to come on tonight. If she's there, man, have her come on. I should have invited both of you on. I didn't think <laughs> no, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, 
But I mean, I, I, I mean, diving into this, I know you're like in the paranormal too. You kind of start off almost into the ghosties, and it kind of just evolved, man. Um, what started you into all this, though, brother? Was it your family? Was it a movie one day? Like, what got you into all this stuff? It, it was a long time ago. Uh, I'm going to date myself, but it was uh, I was uh, <laughs> maybe around four years old, which was like the early '80s, and I had a sighting of my own. Uh, I used to live in Fort Kent, which is way at the tip of Maine. And uh, something had woken me up in the middle of the night. It was like a loud bang or something. And my eyes kind of popped open and I was like, what the, what's going on, you know? And uh, so I was kind of like, my eyes were darting around looking for an explanation. And then I started to hear uh, like tapping at my windows. And uh, I realized it was actually just rain. And then I saw the sky light up and I was like, oh, a thunder and lightning storm. It must have been thunder that had woken me up. And, and again, to remind you, I was four years old and my memory is that of a four year old, you know. So I wanted to watch the lightning. So I kind of like kneeled up on my bed and was watching the window and uh, my room overlooked the St. John River. It was just across the street. And uh, while I was watching the lightning, like even then, at such a young age, I knew that lightning happened in just less than a split second. And as I was watching the storm, there was a lightning bolt that kind of got stuck in a cloud. It's the only way I can kind of think to explain it. And if I were to ask you to draw a lightning bolt, you would draw that jagged yellow line, you know, or it kind of looks like the charging indicator on your smartphone. And I saw that stuck in a cloud and it stayed there. And I'm like, this isn't normal, you know? And there was electricity coming off of it and there were booms, like more booms. And then I don't really know what happened next. I kind of fell asleep, I guess. I woke wow. up the next morning. Yeah, I woke up the next morning, went to the bathroom. And as I was walking from the bathroom back to my room, down the hallway, I could see out my bedroom window and the lightning bolt was still there. And I was like, oh my goodness, I got to go show somebody. So I ran downstairs to get my dad. I brought him all the way upstairs. I don't know why we didn't just go outside, but I brought him all the way upstairs <laughs> to, to look out my window and it was gone. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to explain to him about a lightning bolt being stuck in the cloud, you know, and that didn't make any sense to him. So he was kind of doing the adult thing, you know, uh -huh. like patting my head and be like, yeah, You're yeah. You're four years old, give him a cookie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I had gotten, like, pretty agitated and excited trying to explain it to him that he had to kind of get down on my level and put his hands on my shoulders and be like, buddy, it, it didn't even rain last night. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And wow. that, that really confused me. And I wasn't scared. I, you know, I, I had no idea what the paranormal was. I, you know, I didn't know what ghosts or UFOs were or anything like that. So I didn't know what to think of it other than that was really strange. Now, a few weeks later, my mom wakes me up in the middle of the night middle of the night to a four-year-old it could be 9 p.m it could be three in the morning i have no idea <laughs> uh but I'm, I'm getting dragged out of bed uh they bring me downstairs and i can see my sister has her winter clothes on you know like jacket and ski you know her uh ski pants and all that stuff and my mom is like shoving me into my <laughs> winter gear and my dad scoops me up 
and brings me uh, outside. We all go outside to the front lawn and it's, you know, cold as hell. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? And I have my head like tucked into my dad's chest and he's like, buddy, look up, look up. And I finally looked up and I saw all these crazy like green and like reddish ribbons of light. And it was the Northern Lights. And it, it was the only time I had ever seen them. And I can still remember just like that lightning bolt in the cloud. So those two things happening so close to each other at such a young age, I think it instilled in me to look up because weird shit happens in the sky. And I should probably pay attention, you know? Uh, you know what's funny? That must be your calling. Because uh, for those of you that didn't see, I should have had this written, but... That's ah oh shit. He's not there. It is. <laughs> Look up. You never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to happen at such a young age, it's almost like they're almost reaching out to you to have these experiences and, and, and to what you're drawn into, dude. I'm reading your book, and I'm I'm gonna jump around all over the place because I'm I got sure. ADHD. And everybody's saying hi. Hi, Emily. Uh, she's from the UK. She was my guest last week. She uh, yeah. She goes ghost hunting in fifteen hundred castles and shit in UK. And oh awesome. wow. Dope. Uh, Don Brown from uh, Tombstone Paranormal with Jim Brown. The one and only Bill Walter. Hello, gentlemen. He says, hello, Gene. Shout out to Gene. Hey. International Crypto. What's Gene, going on? what up? How you doing, Gene? Um, so you, I mean, dude, like I'm reading your book and stuff, and you're at Hackers Hill in Casco, which is like a mile from where my mom lived before she passed sure. away. And you're telling me you're out there with like just homemade lunch in the book, and you're—I think you're telling me, but I'm reading your book, and I feel like, <laughs> dude, if you guys seriously read fucking Nomar's stuff, it feels like you're—you've never read anything like it. There's like eight chapters and one chapter of just different experiences from him and other people, and Mufon, and and just—I love it, dude. I can't put it down. I, every morning I have my cappuccino in my joint, and I sit there and read it, and I want to <laughs> slow down because I'm almost done. Um, but you're up there, dude, and you're just relaxing, and you go out there just like you do when you went for looking for the Mothman. You go yeah. out there, you stick things out, you go out there, and, and you just wait and see. And I think patience is a virtue. Sure. Um, but, with, but with you, dude, you don't have to wait too long, it seems like, man. It's just kind of well, is there. Or do you have it, an open eye for it? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know about either of those things, but because of all of the investigations or research uh, that I've done, like research in the field, uh, there seems to be a whole lot of waiting and a whole lot of nothing happening, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't feel as though uh, a lot of things happen regularly, but over the years you put it all down on one piece of paper. Yeah. It looks like a lot, you know, but uh, the, the hackers Hill thing. Oh, wow. Roxy's here too. What's up, Roxy? Oh, what's up, Roxy? She does uh, <laughs> tours and shit. I believe my girl, Helga Heather's a lot of beautiful people here tonight. You're right, Heather. I don't know if it's no more in that fucking beard or, or maybe I'm finally reaching out. <laughs> Good, good people here tonight. I uh, appreciate all of you in chat. Um, Absolutely. So, I, so, so Noma, I, I watched the YouTube video, dude, of that with that ball. Sure. But of course, the car at the end kind of fucks with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and of course, uh, Hackers Hill and Casco guys uh, by Raymond Sebago. You can see all the presidential mountains. It's even got a thing of the that tells you where it's Jefferson Mountain, Washington Mountain, Lake, uh, Rangeley Lake. Uh, am I right, Nomar? You can. See oh yeah, it. you can. I think you can see. There's like five or six peaks. I think there's a little plaque or something up there, and it tells you like all the different peaks you can see and all that stuff. But uh, I didn't even plan on going to Hackers Hill. I was actually going to a different mountain that the name is escaping me now. But oh. uh, this gentleman uh, used to live uh, in a cabin on the mountain that he had built. And yes. while, while he was living there, 
he was seeing UFOs quite regularly. And at one point, uh, from his vantage point where his house was, he could actually see the peak of the mountain. And he said that he saw UFOs kind of swooping in and then would go into the peak of the mountain, almost like it was some sort of portal or there was some sort of thing inside the mountain. He didn't know what to make of it. And neither did I, but I thought this story was intriguing and I wanted to go to the mountain to check it out for myself. Now, he hadn't lived there since the 70s, uh, so it's not like I had a place to go to. I was just kind of finding the mountain. Now, I found the mountain and it was all these crazy little back roads and I think I was in Casco and surrounding towns. And I finally reached the like entrance to start going up to like the base of the mountain and it was roped off. And there was a little sign there that said, smile, you're on camera, but everything was nature. There was no poles. There was no light poles. There was, I couldn't see anything electrical. I got out of the car and I was searching everywhere for some sort of camera somewhere. Couldn't see it. So I thought either it's there and I can't see it, or it's just a deterrent for people going up there. Now, I'm not I, laughing at you. That's word for word what he says in the book. And I was not ignoring you. I was trying to find it because you have a picture. You're like dead ends, turnarounds. I finally make it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blocked, blocked off the camera. I'm like, he's literally reading his book to you guys right now. You gotta buy it <laughs> because, dude, you said this dude lived there. And he's like, oh, it's an alien portal. They come in all the time to play right. the Brunswick the Navy guys. Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just no. I'm sitting here, dude, and I'm like, oh, I love it. You're reading it word like <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. But go ahead. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> this is a fun interview, first of all. Uh, so, uh, I can't go up the mountain and I'm kind of like, what the fuck? I, I, you know, I didn't live in the area. It was like, you know, two and a half, three hour ride for me. Yeah. And I was like, I can't waste coming down here and not being able to go to the mountain. So I actually went and spoke to the police and I was letting them know what I was doing and that I couldn't get up the mountain. They go, yeah, they, they blocked it off because like, there's a lot of roads that are washed out up there. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I mean, this was like the middle of summer. It's not like it was just coming off winter or, you know, anything. So I was kind of like, all right, that's kind of weird, but Casco is very small. And real quick, sure. I love that you do that. Even with the Mothman thing, like you go there, like people are a lot on that road after nine or whatever. And you, that's one big thing. And I do it too. If you don't, it's, if you can't seek the authorities, at least ask permission. Yeah. It, it covers your own ass. It really Absolutely. Does. And I think it's not worth being out there. Because even Hackers Hill, you might as well let people know, hey, I'm going to be up there. This is what I'm doing. So no one thinks I'm uh, shooting a porno if they see cameras. <laughs> right, so right, good. right. Not to cut you off, but that's good, guys at home. You kids at home, you listen. Ask permission if you don't own the fucking land. Smart. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I didn't always, and I kind of learned a hard lesson one time. So, and I was quite young, but you know, uh, go, go, yeah, going forward, you know, I, I seek permission or at least explain to somebody. Also, anything can happen. I'm kind of an idiot and I'm klutzy and, and I might hurt myself and it's probably good for somebody to know that there's somebody out there somewhere, you know what I mean? So, uh, so I'm talking to them and I'm like, is there another vantage point where I can potentially see the peak of this mountain? And they're like, Hacker's Hill. And I'm like, sweet. And they're like, but it closes at nine. And I mean, and I was like, what do you mean it closes at nine? And, and it's, I guess it's like a state park and there's a gate that closes and you can't drive up anymore. So I asked them. Well, I was thinking that, but uh, I, uh, but there was really no place to park except blocking the gate. And there was a sign that said, don't block the gate. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know, like well, when you come down, it's like you get another great view. There's actually a funeral home right there, but the houses are right on the edge of another mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, for those of you who haven't been, Casco is, is a cool little town. But anyway, it really is. About? I'm curious to find out how you got because up there's also a church, a makeshift church with a, a statue with roses and shit. And there's a uh, there's also like three huge crosses, yes. like like they're massive and they are covered in Christmas lights and they they yes. light up every night. It's kind of freaky to see when you're there. But no at one's night. there, but they, do they go on? There's rocks. There's money left. There's pictures of people. It's like a makeshift yeah. chapel. Fucking bizarre. Yeah. Hackers still, dude. Yeah, no it's a, it's a it's a cool spot. No one go there. Only me and Nomar can go there. We don't want to ruin it. <laughs> Uh, there's a, there's also a massive cell phone tower that you could literally reach out and touch. Like, there's not much blocking you there. Maybe that's changed now. But the eagles nest up top. I remember one of them. Had an oh wow, cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So uh, I asked permission if I can go up there. Like, is it possible yeah. to leave the gate open? Here's what I'm doing. And they're like, yeah, sure. We'll just tell the guy not to not to close the gate. And I'm like, okay, sweet, because I'm going to be up there and it might be three in the morning before I leave. And if the guy forgets and he comes and closes it, I can't leave. You know, and they're like, no, 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 don't worry about it. So I'm like, okay, I trusted him. And uh, they left the gate open. I went up there, actually went and got some food, went back up and uh, was waiting for it to get dark. And uh, ahead of me, when you're up on Hacker's Hill, you can see five or six different mountain peaks at different distances away. Beautiful. And the mountain that uh, I was interested in wasn't that far away. I think it might have been the closest peak to me. So I just had this great vantage point, maybe even better than being on the actual mountain itself. So uh, I just had this clear view of the night sky, had the peak. And as it got darker, the uh, lights uh, across the way uh, throughout the mountain and little homes that are throughout that area started coming on. And it was kind of really cool to, to see all the lights come on. And uh, directly behind me on Hacker Hill, you can see, I forget that body of water. I think it's a body of water in Naples maybe uh, uh Sebago lake lake Sebago. Fry, oh okay uh, Fry's Fry's okay lake. Got a from the indians there yeah, a... okay yeah, uh so Sebago lake was behind me and when i turned and looked uh i could see i don't know a part uh, a smaller part of the uh the the water that was closest to land so i didn't have a huge view of the water but i could see quite a bit of it and uh, so I'm just there for hours and hours upon end because I think I got up there around 7.30, 8 o'clock. And uh, I was just watching to see if I could see any UFOs or a UFO going to this portal. And just nothing happened for hours on end. It was, you know, I was bored out of my mind. Uh, so I would kind of like get out and, you know, sit in front of the car. I kind of explored around all the while keeping an eye on the sky and everything. And uh, I even forget now what time this happened. It might have been after midnight. But uh, I had looked behind me. Uh, towards the body of water and I saw a light hovering over the water and I was like what the fuck is that so I kind of like I'm very human in these moments I'm not really the best investigator because I'm just like oh shit <laughs> something cool is happening I, I I must watch they're like wait you're here to document so like I grabbed my gear and I, I had a full spectrum camera and I had my uh just my cell phone I think and I was recording uh, with both devices this light that was over the water. And if you watch the video, which is on YouTube, you can search my name, Nomar Slavic, and then you'll uh, go to my channel. You'll see. <laughs> Thanks, man. You'll see Hackers Hill UFO uh, yep. down there somewhere. So you can actually see the moonlight uh, behind a tree, kind of reflecting out from behind a tree. 
And that's where the moon is. And there's this light that's clearly much lower and like down in our atmosphere. It's not like a celestial body. It's literally a light over the water and it's hovering. So yeah. I record it for like, I don't know, 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds. And, real and quick, Norman, this is six yeah. years ago before drones were big and shit. This is about six that's years true. Right? Six, uh, years old, 2017, I think maybe 2016, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. So six years ago. Yeah. And, and I remember looking at it and it's like, this isn't a fucking, this isn't a Chinese lantern. This isn't a fucking, a drone or a kite. And, and right. I believe you said it was around midnight ish in the book. Okay. Just fucking dark. I mean, it gets dark anyway, early, but that was dark. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but you know, the moon was actually pretty bright that night. So oh, like, it didn't, like, it yeah. didn't feel like pitch black, you know, but so I'm recording it. And because the gate was left open, cars started coming up the the road of hackers hill and i'm like ah shit so i was like no. I, I was like who's this so i put my camera away and i wasn't sure if it was a cop who didn't know that i was up there or something turns out it was just some bros trying to get high which is fine with me but it kind of interrupted what i was doing so yeah. i get the cameras and everything back out to start recording again and it was gone and i was like oh shit it was there and then gone and <laughs> I don't know what it was. It doesn't mean it was extraterrestrial, but it was certainly unidentified, you know, and it was, it was a really cool moment. That's a cool moment. There's no, there's no really airports around there. I mean, obviously you mentioned Brunswick, but Brunswick, yeah. Castle, Brunswick's actually pretty far. So there's no even small, if Twitchell's, I guess, in turn, but even that's far from Casco-ish. And um, being up there for so long, there was no, there was no obvious flight path of, of planes that I was seeing, no, you know what I mean? So, no, no. Uh, it must have been it must have been behind me or or, or, or something or oh. you know behind me and to the right as opposed to behind me and to the left or something. Oh, but yeah, I didn't. I, I, it's a good time. It's boring, but it's fun. <laughs> Just like fishing. Hey, Leo Powers checking in. What's up, Leo? Um, glad you're here. Not too far from Casco. No shit, Alexis. I think I think you're in Poland, right by Poland. Oh, cool. You mentioned Route 26 no more in your book and the lady in white. I go, this fucking guy's got knowledge just like me. A lot of people don't know about the Route 26 hitch I can yeah. fly next to Bone Spring. I love it. Um, yeah, it's, like it's cool stuff. Natalie Bennett, she's sending me her book soon. She just wrote her first book. Oh, what nice. is up, girl? Right, she's a hey, good uh, Fred Richard says there's something going on in uh, Salon as well. Can you elaborate, that. Fred? Yeah, and where is Salon? Why have I not heard of that? Is that Maine? Yeah, I believe it's Maine, but I don't know if it's like Western Maine. If there's a town I haven't heard of, I pretty much assume it's Western Maine. <laughs> it's like the, the it's like the least area that I go in Maine. You know, uh, I'm, kind, I'm I'm kind of a coastal guy. But well, I was going to ask you too. And Ali, yes, of course you tune in. We're talking about well, actually, Nomar is a paranormal investigator, an author, a podcaster. We're going to get all into all that. That's why I wanted him alone because I'm not going to fill an hour. But <laughs> excuse me, I get the pumpkin head beer. I was on specially the other day. Um, he is a UFOologist and he's an author about UFO. I've actually been writing. I'm reading your book right after his book. I'm, I actually got to slow it down because I'm not getting your book for another couple of weeks. But um, uh, so since you were you you were in the Bangor area, is that what you were born and raised, Bangor? Mm. I mean, not be so specific as you don't want to be, but. Uh, I, I wasn't. I was actually born in Fort Kent, but uh, at a pretty early age, it was like eight or nine. Uh, we we moved to the uh, Bar Harbor area, and that's where I kind of grew up and went to high school and everything. And uh, from, <laughs> yeah, and then from <clears throat> from high school, I actually moved out of state for a little while. Then I came back and lived in Portland for a bunch of years, and then made my back. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I made my way back up to uh, to the Bangor area, and that's where I've been since. Uh, shit, uh, I'm not sure. Um, 2010 maybe something like that oh okay ali says nice to meet you 
Uh, psychic medium Allie Bennett, check her out if you get a chance. If you're into the psychics and shit, she's really knowledgeable, really good girl. Nice. Um, really knows her shit. Nikki Ray, Warren Legacy says hello, fellow author. Oh, here we go. Uh, I invested a case where a lady saw a craft moving around the hills. Nice. Is uh, Salon close to uh, Casco, Fred? I mean, Salon I suppose. Close to fucking Earth? I never heard of it. <laughs> I, sub- I mean, like, I can just look it up myself, too. Not to make dude, Fred do work. I told you where I live. I don't tell my listeners where I live because I don't need stalkers because my town's got like 800 people in it. But I live basically, I live between Mount Katahdin and Bangor. I live over for Brownville, okay. by LaGrange, Adams, Maine. <clears throat> I moved up there. Like I said, I've been homeless for two years since my mom died. I lost my, my shit, honestly. I lived in an RV with no power in Scarborough by the marsh. And, uh, dude, I seen some UFOs. I tell you what, at night, when you're by yourself at night, and it's not with a weed, dude. I can fucking, I can literally read you like Abraham Lincoln's epitaph right now, and I'm baked. So it's not the weed, dude. I seen some stuff in Scarborough Marsh area. I mean, when you're alone at night and you're out there and stuff, you see stars, you see patterns, but it's something sure. you see, you, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, because I don't, I, most people think you're crazy, but I think UFOs, now the government finally admitted we're not alone, you know, um, I've seen some shit, man, and you know, like I do, not even so much Scarborough, I know Maine has decreased, and I saw your, your thing on that in the news, how Maine sightings have decreased, which really sucks, but in my area, dude, I don't know, man, I mean... Wendigo's been seen, and then you get these aliens, and like you see the triangle. Yeah. Let's elaborate on the triangle. You get the Bridgewater Triangle, Massachusetts, yeah, yeah. of course, Bermuda, but Maine's got its own triangle of sorts. There's one in California, too, but Maine's got its own. Let's talk about that and how you came across that. That's interesting. Yeah, sure. So um, uh, over, the, over the years, I've been researching UFOs for over 20 years now, and uh, the majority of that is is Maine sightings. And uh, Fred just said that uh, oh. Salon is over over by Skowhegan, so that's uh, good to know. Skowhegan is an old native land named by the Skowhegan Indians, and his curses on that land, and Skowhegan sure. Strand Cinema, and all. And that's actually incorporated in your triangle. Go ahead. It's, that's right, yeah. it's uh, So, over you know the past 20 plus years, I have found an inordinate amount of sightings in this general area that's like 800 square miles maybe something like that uh uh, it's actually more like 30 towns because there's so many so many like little ones in between you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh so but you know you're basically going like from skowhegan to farmington to all these areas and it basically includes somerset and franklin counties Yep. Uh, yep, Madison's in there. So Somerset and Franklin counties uh, is basically the the majority of these crazy amount of sightings that I've found, and uh, I have dubbed the place the Somerset Triangle. And just in that triangle alone, over the last I would say forty years, there have been a reported over eight hundred sightings just in that area. And uh, when I say reported, for every UFO report, there's approximately 10 to 25 reports that or sightings that go unreported. So if you add those numbers, those unreported numbers into the reported numbers, you're looking at, you know, maybe 3,000, 4,000 sightings in this Somerset Triangle 
area. And uh, there's in my uh, new book that I'm working on right now, there's a whole chapter that goes over almost every uh, significant sighting in that area. But it's it's a weird place. I've been all over the triangle. I've seen my own stuff in the triangle. And uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating place. Not to mention that there's also uh, uh, creature sightings uh, throughout the triangle. There's also yes. tons of haunted areas throughout the triangle. So it's a really interesting area, you know. I don't think people give Maine enough credit. Everybody thinks Massachusetts, Plymouth Rock, but dude, what do you think Maine was like grew after? We were just as old <laughs> as anything else. A lot of shit went down here. Appalachian sure. Trail, dude, hello. It, it literally doesn't end. It starts in Maine. Malkatadin, you have the Malkatadin beast that's seen on the Baxter beer. Uh, I forget the name of the fucking thing right now, but then you get the Wendigo. You get Stephen King. Half his shit's based on real stuff. We got vampires, witches, mermaids, pirates. I mean, Nomar, you know, dude. You can write yeah, that yeah. Being alone, dude. And I love <laughs> yeah. In your book, dude, um, you cover the the triangle, you but you cover like almost a little bit of everything. You don't really have an off. Do you like? What are you doing? Your off no. time? Uh, <laughs> yeah, if I'm not researching or writing about something strange, then I'm probably like watching a horror movie or hanging out with my girlfriend, and you know that's Ooh. about it. <laughs> All right, I got a question. No more. You just get you to suck yeah. yourself into one. Give me one. Give me your top uh, two or three fave horror movies. Oh, jeez. They, uh, they they change constantly. Uh, I'm a found footage apologist. Uh, I, I still love found footage movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really I really enjoyed Fourth Kind. Uh, you know, uh, uh, alien abduction, and it was kind of like a uh, a movie found footage hybrid. Uh, I thought that was really well done. Uh, what's some, I'm trying to think of something recently I saw. Uh, there's something wrong with the children. Brand new Blumhouse movie, and I thought that was pretty Ooh, good. Oh, Blumhouse yeah. is great. I haven't seen that. How is yeah, that? Yeah, really? it's. Pre- it, I thought it was pretty good because you know Blumhouse can be hit or miss sometimes. Uh, but uh, there's well, something wrong with children. I thought I thought was uh, uh, really good. I'm also a Halloween apologist. Like I'll watch, uh, you know, the 1978 1978 one. I'll watch all the sequels, the Rob Zombie. You know, this new oh. trilogy. I'll watch them all. I love them. You know. Oh, you just get Allie right. Oh, look, she's got her alter ego page. Wow. Oh, my God. Not the fourth time. Oh, cool. I've been lose sleep for months. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. Um, That's fuck. Oh, the Phoenix Lights. What is it? What the Phoenix Lights? Oh, he was talking about that earlier that he saw, like, the Summer Lights. Oh, she, oh, he wants to know. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going with this. Heather asked what Chevron was. Gotcha, gotcha. And UFO said, said the uh, UFO Fred said the Phoenix Lights. I didn't know that. Yeah. Kind of like that boomerang sort of oh. shape but it's it's not a triangle but it's you know kind of like that a boomerang but yeah do you, think, do you think they're behind that though aliens and shit like do you think they control this weather that we got i think sometimes i hear it and it's like i don't oh, know the one thing i have that i'm really sure of since getting into all of this and it's been a lot of years now is that i have way more questions than answers like i'm not a good person to go to for like definitive information a lot of times it's just the one though because the more answers you find the more you have questions brother you've been in this since you were four years old right right yeah and 
I just, uh, uh, I, I guess I have a thing where, uh, like, I was on the news a couple times recently talking about the main UFO sightings and things like that. And in one, one of the uh, uh, broadcasts, they called me an expert. And I actually specifically told them not to call me that, uh, you know, before it aired. But they, you know, they just did their own thing, which is fine. But yeah, not not a big fan because this, like this 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 stuff is so undefined that I, I just don't think there are uh, solidified answers to anything. And I think once somebody starts calling themselves an expert on, on you know, alien races, or they know exactly what ghosts are, or they know 100% that a UFO is a, a flesh and blood uh, uh, species, or, you know, uh, anything to that effect that's so solidified, I kind of stopped listening because it's such an undefined genre of things. You know, I think people can be experts on cases. You can know a case up, 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 up and down. You know what I mean? There's uh, right. uh, so of course, you know, things like that can exist, but, uh, but, but look I, at Lauren Pullman. Yeah. Not to cut you off. No, that fucking, I'm sorry to swear. He hates when I swear. He's one of the most humble. He's like everybody's grandfather. Him, mm -hmm. the Warrens, Han Holzer. You look at these people, even uh, the dude, uh, what's his face, Travis, the guy abducted, said it was a lovely experience for him. Yeah. He, he realizes now that he almost he feels like it saved his life. Right. So I think people learning every day. He didn't know that five years ago, dude. Even Bar uh, Betty Hill, until she died at 90-something years old, was still taking classes. Right. You know? So I think that's humble of you, Nomar, because a lot of people look at you and go, look at this guy writing books, a DVD. This guy knows his shit, and you do, Nomar. You do. I'm going to pat you on the fucking back whether you like it or not. <laughs> But I appreciate it. Expert brother is is pretty because people go, you're a historian. You must know that. I go, am I the world's historian? I'm learning new shit every day, dude. Okay. What do you think I keep doing this? I get almost a, it's almost like it's like porno to me. I want to learn new info. Wikipedia, dude. I'll write a new case. Right. I love learning out that where I live in Maine, there's sightings like that. I live right above the triangle. I live literally yeah. 10 minutes from Brownville. I wow. live, you know, I live between LaGrange and Brownville, Maine, which as you know is right above Sebec. And then it's right there. It's Dover Foxcroft. It's, right. it's where Creepshow was filmed on Big Stevie's. <laughs> yeah. For a lot of that, dude, there's nothing out there but lumberjacks and, and Trump supporters on four wheels with shotguns. <laughs> I love where I live, dude. Wild rabbits and shit. Um, so I see it out there, and then I hear things at night. I hear howls. Is it coyotes? Is it? I don't know, right. man. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating stuff, man, and uh, it, it's it's been a pleasure to kind of like uh, unofficially. Uh, catalog as many sightings as I can, uh, especially really interesting sightings. You know, if I'm I'm putting a book together, I, I do want it to be readable, you know, so I, I'm not going to put every story where someone says, oh, I saw a light in the sky and it was no big deal, you know. So I am trying to, trying to look for things, but for doing this as long as I have and all of the research I've done and some of the different subscriptions I have, like newspapers.com and, and stuff where I can look at old articles and just recently, just late last year, I think it was probably November, I came across a case from Maine that I'd never heard before. And it was a case uh, out of Fairfield, Maine, which is just, I think it's just north of Waterville. And, and like really close. It's like four miles away from Waterville. And in 1965, there was a sighting at a school. And it was during the day class was in session and uh, the teacher her name is mrs fernald she was right in the middle of a lesson and one of the kids his name was paul holloway he started to hear this weird beeping sound coming from outside so he looked 
he kind of like abandoned his studies and he looked and he saw this black dot in the sky and he's like what the fuck is that so he walks to the uh, he walks to the window, which, you know, 1965 in class, that's not something you just do, you know? So he walks to the window, and he's watching this weird black dot fly towards the school. And he starts getting really excited about it. So he gets all the other kids' attention because he was so excited. All the yeah, kids buddy. and the teacher come and look out the window, and they see this silver uh, oblong shaped UFO fly past the window and it's descending and it appears to land somewhere behind a house nearby. So they were obviously flabbergasted over what they saw. The principal caught wind of what was going on and he decided to like take all the children and interview them individually. He wanted to make sure they didn't have a chance to really talk to themselves. So the he principal? like, yeah, so he quarantined everybody. What? And, and and well, you know, like he he separated them so he could yeah, interview them yeah, yeah. individually, and uh, he got the account of what each kid saw. He, they were all really similar descriptions. It was oval. It was silver. There was like some weird antenna that poked out of the front of it. It was kind of blurry or really bright on the bottom. So these are the descriptions they were getting. So he calls the newspaper, the Waterville Sentinel, and he asks them if anybody had reported. A UFO and they said funnily enough yeah somebody a few people have called in about it so no there was this way. yeah so there there was this railroad worker uh, in uh, a town right next to uh, Waterville I forget the name of it Winthrop maybe don't quote me on that or maybe it was Vassalboro well, I'm not sure are, um, Winslow Oh, Winslow. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I bet. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was a railroad worker. He's outside. And he said that he saw these, uh, like, cup, like coffee cup-shaped crafts flying above him. And they were flying in intervals. Like, he saw one every, like, four minutes or so. And wow. he saw maybe 30 of them. And the first one he saw was really big. It was like 30 feet across. And each time they went by, he couldn't tell if they were smaller or if they were just higher. But they kept getting smaller each time they flew by. So that was that was his account. So uh, the reporter hearing about all these uh, UFO reports, they go to the school to interview the principal and the kids. Oh. And they they uh, they had the kids draw what the UFO looked like on a chalkboard. And so four of them got their picture taken uh, for the newspaper. And oh, it kind of got the, yeah, it was really cool. And it kind of got the town talking a bit about UFOs and some interesting stuff. Now, when the article came out, a different article uh, right next to the UFO article were about meteorites that were seen uh, flying over the northern states, including Maine and Canada. And once people saw this article next to the UFO article, they kind of figured that's what the kids saw. And the UFO hype kind of died down, despite the drastic difference between what the kids saw, which is an oval silver thing, uh, and, and the meteor, you know, which is obviously looks really different. So I, I, I don't know why the townsfolk kind of, you know, bought into that, but they did. And, and the story kind of died down and was sort of lost to time, you know. And uh, I was digging around and uh, uh, heard 
uh, I read somewhere, I, I can't even remember where I was, but I, I read this little piece that these school children in Fairfield saw a UFO, so I did everything I could to hunt it down. I ended up having to contact the Maine State Library to try to get access to uh, a, a, an article, uh, the article that this uh, reporter wrote, and uh, they were finally able to find it after a couple days, and they sent me the clippings, and just a fascinating really? story. And uh, again, just to go back to why I'm telling the story, I've been doing this for 20 plus years, and this happened in 1965. This is the first time I've ever heard of that story. And I can't wait to put it out there in the book for other people to read. But I, I'm also imagining all these other amazing, amazing stories that I just haven't heard yet that are just... That have been put to bed early because people yeah. thought it was bullshit. Think right, about it, okay? right. If Betty and Barney Hill in 1961 is the first widely known documented case of the UFO stuff in America... How much was before that that just, like you say, was called bullshit? Oh, right. Tommy's crazy. He said he got abducted. Throw him in a loony bin. Oh, <laughs> right. he saw lights. It's kids being kids. People didn't take people seriously no more. You know that. Even now, Even though the government knows it now, Area 51, all that bullshit. Benny and Barney got placards up. Yeah. People still look at you and go, oh, aliens, huh? Look, People look at me. They go, ghosts, huh? Well, you're one of them. I go, fuck you. <laughs> Give me my fucking holy water and get out of my face. <laughs> it, it was it, it was funny to see uh, one of the news stations uh, posted uh, just the report on UFOs that they did that featured me. And yeah. I, I wanted to go in there and check out the comments and see kind of what, you know, to gauge the main population. Because I think they have 200,000, you know, uh, followers on Facebook, some shit like that. So yeah. I was like all right let's let's gauge, let's gauge where the main population is is at ufo wise and i would say 70 percent of the people were calling bullshit on on ufos and it was disheartening to read you know i mean people can believe what they want to believe and that's negative that's fine these are the yeah. same people that think spider-man and superman are real though so fuck them they think wrestling <laughs> is real too so fuck them and i love right. wrestling um, Allie says real quick, her theory is that aliens are just us in the future coming back to see us. I've heard that. I've heard that Bigfoot is like the Neanderthal version of us and aliens are the future skinless us. Uh, I guess Fred agrees with her. I actually, Fred, I sent you the link in chat if you want to jump on. What do you say on that, uh, Nomar? Which, oh, by the way, Heather said she loves your name, by the way. She thinks it's a killer, like a Viking <laughs> name. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, there is a story. Also from, uh, I think it was from 1966, and it was this young girl named Kim, and she was six years old at the time, but she was playing in this field with her cousins, and, and long story short, this uh, really round-looking UFO landed on a field literally next to her, and she was pretty scared, and it had this big window. And she's looking in the window. She's not like up on the floor or anything, but she's, you know, back about 10, 20 feet. And she's looking through this window and she can see like a, a humanoid figure in there. And then the head pops up through the window and it looks like a man. She actually said it looked like her dad. So she's describing just kind of like this basic main white dude. And he had this helmet on. So he took the helmet off and he was, his mouth was moving like he was talking to her. And she couldn't hear him, but uh, after a little bit, she started to get freaked out, and she ran home. And uh, the police investigated. It was a really interesting case. And uh, uh, But a story like that kind of leads some credibility to what you guys were saying with, is it the future us coming to check us out? Or was that some sort of prototype military vehicle? I don't know, you know, but it's interesting that she described basically a, a regular human being in a suit and a helmet, you know? Wow. 
Thank you for the stuff, Ellie Bennett. Thank you for the question, Psychic Medium, Ellie Bennett. Make sure and check out her Facebook page, you guys. She's into this shit. And Nomar and everybody in chat. Also, oh, by the way, this is the first. Nomar has telepathically shot us to Tokyo. Hello, Irene Takura. Hey. Um, namaste or no, uh, um, Dono Marigato. Right? I don't know. Uh, Kanichiwa, I think that's a Japanese greeting. I don't know, and I'm not going to be disrespectful. I literally don't know, but I'm going to go with him. <laughs> I don't know. But thank you for tuning in. I, I must be translated in your language, I hope. I would think. If not, hi. Um, Nomar is a fellow Mainer like me. Yeah, also, real quick, guys, um, let's talk about your podcast. we got a little bit of time left. we got about sure. 10 minutes to um, how long have you been doing your podcast? Uh, what is it called? What is it about? And where can people find it, my brother? Sure. It's called uh, the I Want to Believe podcast. Uh, it's an ode to the X-Files, which I was a huge fan of growing up. And uh, it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so just type in I Want to Believe in Spotify or Google or Apple or something. You'll find it. And uh, it's uh, it's basically a podcast where I share strange stories. We cover everything from UFO landings to ghosts to black-eyed kids to reincarnation. Just If it's an interesting story, I want to cover it. And it's typically one story per episode. And it's done kind of uh, thematically, if you will. Uh, there's a uh, music bed. There's sound effects. And uh, it's uh, read as professionally as possible. And uh, we... I just just try to make a really great listening experience each episode and one thing we used to do uh, this changed this year but one thing we used to do was we actually released all episodes at once at the beginning of the year kind of Netflix style and we did that for about five years and this year thought we would change it up and release one episode per month all year and you know and see how that goes and because uh, a lot I get a ton of email like oh man these are great like can you put something out every week like first of all no <laughs> they take me like 10 hours to do one episode uh, oh, so yeah wow. so it, it it takes forever from the writing and scripting and then recording and editing and you know adding in all of the uh, special effects and all that stuff it, it, it takes me quite a while and wow. it in podcasting doesn't pay very much so <laughs> I'm, I, I, I do it in my spare time and uh, gain whatever ad revenue I can from it uh, but it's been going great we're on our sixth season it just started this month and uh, episode one of season six is out and it's about the uh, uh, the fanged humanoids of Kofu. Uh, it's a story from the 1970s that happened in Japan, and it's a fascinating story where these two little boys saw these aliens land uh, in this uh, housing estate area. Fascinating story. And uh, next month, which uh, the episode's going to be launching soon, it's uh, uh, six different stories about glitches in the Matrix. So uh, excited for that to come out. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. That's uh, wow. I actually subscribed to you. I went through, I know I've been going late, but I'm going through a lot of stuff. So when I have guests come on, I try to check out their shit. Sure. And I'm not going to lie, I don't follow everybody. There's some stuff I like and whatever, but I'm like, meh. But with you, dude, I checked it out and I subscribed to your YouTube. I subscribed to your Spotify. I bought your book. I'm a fangirl, man. You know what I mean? I'll probably show you my boots. <laughs> to you. But, I, mean, I, I don't care, dude, because there's a lot of people in this field. Like I said, I mean, you don't know if you know my story or not, but. Um, man, I've been I've been through a lot of shit. I mean, I died in a car accident a couple of years back, and my mom died about a year before that. And just because I was homeless, oh yeah, man, I've been through it all. I get I my marks on my chest when they paddled me uh, after I got in a head-on collision. The guy never got caught either. 
So wow. I've been through the ring. Long story short, dude, and I don't have this show. I don't bring people on to get promoted. I don't bring people on that I'm going to go, hopefully they'll have me on their show. I just bring people on that I want to chat with, and people seem to dig it. I don't really – I kind of – just wing it, and um, I appreciate you coming on. It means a lot to me because uh, yeah. I think you're one of the good ones in the field, dude. Well, and I think it sounds cliche because I used to sing in the local metal scene, and it was all oh, the local metal scene. I go, that's fucking dumb. It's it's not so much about that. It's, it's just if you're cool. I don't care if you're from Maine or if you're from fucking uh, Newton or whatever the name of the planet is there with the Mercury. <laughs> I don't care yeah. where you're from, man, as long as you're decent. Like, I love Lauren. I love Stephen King. I love all the locals. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know what I mean, dude. Speaking yeah. of Stephen King, man, I'm on a big kick now, especially I went to Lisbon, uh, Lisbon High School. Go Greyhounds, same high school as Stephen King. He grew oh, up in cool. Durham. I went to his house. And in Bangor, man, it's all about him, as you know. Yeah. And and I dig his books. I dig Tommy Knockers. And I even went to the Boston – I'm sorry, the Bangor Jetport where Langley Ears was filmed. That's a crazy yeah. movie. And uh, I'm big into it. What's some of your – you like Stephen King? I know you said that uh, besides him, you're, you're Bangor's biggest author besides Stephen King. <laughs> Uh, you joke a lot in your book. I love that Golden Girls and shit. That's killer, dude. You gotta get his book, guys. It's killer. Yeah, definitely untrue about me being the next biggest author uh, oh, to Stephen yeah, King. I love it. That's why I brought you on, dude. You know what I'm talking about? I wouldn't bring you on if I thought your shit didn't stink. I'm sure it well, does. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. But yeah, I'm a huge Stephen King nut. I, I love it when a Mainer does good. I'm a huge fan of Anna Kendrick, you know, and, and she's doing her thing in and, and Hollywood and, and all these crazy movies. And uh, uh, there's a kid, Crank Games. Uh, Crank Games Play, I think, is the YouTube channel. And that's a dude from uh, Cape Elizabeth. And he's out in, uh, I think he's in L.A. And he's got a pretty huge gaming YouTube channel. So I, I just love it when Mainers, you know, kind of make it it's a cool thing patrick dempsey you know it's a cool story yeah. uh so you know a lot of cool I stuff like it. that but yeah yeah uh i actually have a ball signed by bordick which is really cool and baltimore Ravens, <coughs> and pat falloon with the main hockey player for the uh something is there's a couple ones that's cool you get a ball did you actually meet him or did you did you no, I <clears throat> he was at a card show at some point, and my dad at the time was into that, and I was young and went with them. <clears throat> Excuse oh, me. His little brother graduated with Anna Kendrick from the, the, the chick and the hot chick from uh, the fucking bedazzled uh, vampire movie. I also wanted to shout out uh, Stacy Karen uh, Stack Training. Uh, I worked with Karen, and I actually uh, used to train with Stacy very half-heartedly, but I gave it a go. Anyways, they're lovely people, and uh, she's bringing up Loring. And uh, her and I have actually talked about that in in person when we used to work together. And uh, but yeah, Loring Air Force Base where fish play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Loring Air Force Base has a crazy crazy shit ton of uh, multiple ufo encounters there's one uh, specific ufo encounter from october of 1975 it happened over a three-day period and that's the thing that kind of gets talked about the most fascinating story and everything but there's also a plethora of other sightings and i go through them all in this new book that i'm working on right now uh, but so much stuff happened at loring that i actually i actually went up there in 2017 and i wanted to spend some time on base to uh see you later bill uh 
I wanted to spend some time on base and get a feel for it. So I kind of did that whole thing again where I go to the cop shop and let them know what I'm doing. So I go to Loring. It's completely abandoned, like the base itself, completely abandoned. Around the peripheral of the base, there's a bunch of little businesses. There's a job corps. There, uh, the Department of Defense actually has an accounting department there, which is really interesting. And I kind of wonder if some of the uh, money from their uh, UFO uh, department went through uh, that uh, Department of Defense accounting department. Kind of interesting to think about. Ooh. But so I'm on base and I'm there in the middle of the night. And while I'm there, there's actually cloud cover. It was drizzling. I think it was like one, maybe two in the morning. And I've got this perfect view of the night sky and I see a light in the sky and I start recording it. That's also on my YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's UFO at Loring Air Force Base. Um, but I see this light and I'm watching it and I start recording it and I move my car just slightly. Like I roll, like, you know, I just put it into drive and roll like five feet. And I don't know what that did, but it did something and the light didn't like it. And the light did this weird flickering thing and then it swirled and, and took off and that's captured on camera as well. Whoa. And it's just fascinating that since the 1950s all the way to probably now, but at least 2017 when I went there, weird lights in the sky shit happens at lauren air force base and it's utterly fascinating so many great stories out of lauren so i'm, I'm glad uh, uh karen brought that up thank you karen thank you for also cc karen uh stack training mm. awesome awesome that's a nice little plug there thank you for chiming in watching the show and checking that out that's funny that's really for those of you who don't know that's kind of upper main ish uh maine's yeah. got a, i don't know maine's got a lot of land that's uncharted if you're not really from maine all you really know, I guess, would be Portland, maybe Augusta, maybe Lewiston, maybe Bangor because of King. But yeah. For the most part, dude, we got a lot of terrain. Like, oh, dude, since I moved up here, right? And it's not about me, but I got to know because I know you've been there or maybe you haven't, but you know you've heard about it. I drove up to Greenville to Moosehead Lake, and you know where I stopped? Fucking Elephant Mountain B-52 crash site. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a crazy story as well. And uh, there's been rumors, UFO rumors. I think people are kind of putting that in there to make it maybe an even more interesting story i'm not sure but but yeah the the b-52 crash is wild wild thing that happened wild thing and, and uh, uh <clears throat> stacy yes and uh, fred richards just shouted out that uh, they managed paychecks over at that depart department of defense uh, accounting cool. department so thanks fred i appreciate that fred if you check your messenger dude i sent you the link you can jump on for the last uh, 10 20 minutes here and say hi if you want if it's okay with Nomar, you can jump in. We'll of course. Love, Linda says love it's awesome. Uh, Karen, um, Stacey Karen, Stack Trace has a great video about that. And Alexis says, overall, awesome show. Appreciate you guys cool. tuning in. Thank um, you. We, we can, we're allowed to go about five or ten over, if you don't mind going. We're about ten minutes left. We can go a little over. Yeah. I get some more questions for you, dude. And yeah, I, yeah. I like to get uh, as personal as possible, though. What it mean has a lot of great... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings me to my next question. Uh, Nomar, even Fred, chime in. and Jump on, Fred. Um, I have a story. Um, my girlfriend lives basically Old Orchard Beach, Saco Cusp, and we've gone to Camp Ellis by Wood Island Light. You've heard about Wood Island Light murders, I'm sure, the lighthouse. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, boy. Um, right next to that, besides the dash, besides Cassie, besides all that motherfucking shit, you believe in USOs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Unidentified submerging objects, guys. And uh, I think the, the, the U.S. government... 
the U.S. government has actually come up with a name for them uh, recently with, you know, all of the UFO stuff that they're doing. They're calling them transmedium objects, and it's a, an object that can traverse land, air, or water, and they're calling them transmedium objects. Uh, we don't so even kinda, do that. <laughs> well... I'm sure they do, actually, but uh, maybe it's not something that we know about. But uh, some interesting USO stories. Uh, There's one actually out of Bucksport. These uh, folks were driving uh, over the big bridge uh, over to uh, Searsport that goes right by Fort Knox and everything. And uh, after they crossed the bridge, they saw this UFO. They didn't see it come out of the water, but they saw mud and kelp hanging off of the ufo which indicated to them that it had come out of the water which is really interesting and in 1995 ish in southwest harbor uh an actual high school buddy of mine like confided in me because i was always asking for stories from friends and stuff growing up Yeah, boy <laughs> uh, but he he told me uh he lived in southwest harbor at the time and uh, his parents a bit highfalutin they had a nice house right on the harbor and they had a balcony that overlooked the harbor and he was eating breakfast up there one morning and he heard like this loud splash or commotion in the water and he looked up and when he looked up he saw this perfectly spherical silver ball hovering over the the harbor and there was water a column of water just pouring off of it like it had shot up out of the water and he watched the water coming off it like a yeah Ah, exactly and uh he watched it for a second saw the water coming off of it and then it shot off into the sky and uh, fascinating, fascinating story. I mean, when it's got kelp and it's got seaweed and shit and off it, and it's probably got a little bit of like barnacles on it, dude. How long's this thing been down there? Prop? Is there cities underwater like Atlantis? They right. say this stuff like like Kamanamo Bay. It's funny, real quick. Southwest Harbor. I went there because that's where they shot Storm of the Century. Bonnison, come on in. Yeah. They shot that right in the downtown there. I went to the little harbor where you see the boats in the beginning. Yeah. I lined up the apartment. I lined it up just right for my YouTube, and I get the little building downtown, the little Anderson store. <laughs> Oh, nice. yeah, Southwest Harbor's killer. Um, there's a lot in the ocean. Well, the reason why I bring that up no more, I'm not going to make it about me, but real quick, I got a story. No, please. Time. Um, if you want me to come on your show, I will. Um, but it's honestly, dude, I got a video of it. I don't share it because it's not trademark, but there is a light in Casco Bay off uh, thing. I've seen it twice now, and it's underneath the water. Now, hear me out real quick, and I'm not a fucking nut, dude. I'm, my girlfriend's sorry. She's not as stupid as me. <laughs> um, it's not the moon no more. It's not the lighthouse. It's not the moon. It's not lights from boats. It's almost like someone's got a light underneath, like a searchlight, but it goes around and then it stops and it gets bigger. You have to ask Heather. It's and I've only seen it twice in my life. We go sometime and I watch at night and I wait for it. I've gone sober, I've gone stoned. It don't matter. I don't drink and drive, so I'm not drunk when I see it. So when I see it, I don't do other drugs. So when I see it, dude, and I have a video of it, it glows underneath the water no more, but it's not wow. a light from the moon, dude. And then it gets real big. It illuminates like it's a scuba diver, possibly. And it's wow. right in the bay where Saco River meets Camp Ellis. Saco is a, a lake in New Hampshire that flows through Maine, cuts through Biddeford. And it, it, ocean, it comes out into Camp Ellis by Wood Island Lake, which is Atlantic Ocean, Casco Bay. Um, right. Well, I don't know, man. It's for another time. We're running out of time now. But I'd love to get your thoughts. I'll have to send you the video and see what you please think. Please do. Yeah, it's please do. Really, it's... It's not the moon, dude, because it goes and comes, and I'm like, that's not the fucking moon reflection. Right. And Heather Heather agrees. I'll have to send you that. A Fred yeah, saying Navy, Navy test drones. Yeah, there could be drones. I mean, I don't know. 
And uh, Nikki, Nikki asked about Skinwalker Ranch. And, oh, uh, yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on those things? Uh, I think Skinwalker Ranch is utterly fascinating. Uh, some of the stuff that happens there uh, is truly extraordinary. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah. Like the show is actually, you know, really fascinating. It's one of the few uh, paranormal shows that I'm like, like really into and, and, and think that uh, is, is, is really interesting and there's something to it, you know. Uh, but the book, uh, The Hunt for uh, Skinwalker, uh, with George Knapp and Combe, I forget the, the doctor's last name, uh, but it was their NIDS research team that went over there when Bigelow owned it and all that stuff, and the crazy shit that their scientists saw, you know, with these portals opening up on the ground and these Sasquatches or some sort of monster walking out of them or seeing these portals open in the sky and seeing like dinosaurs through them like that's really weird shit to report i remember that yeah. and then they saw these old cabins with old wells and they heard ghost voices like girls i'm yeah. like you got ghosts you got monsters you got aliens I'm like get the fuck out of there what are these people doing yeah but it's yeah. like a threshold and i think it's like the bridgewater triangle it's kind of like the main triangle huh sure yeah 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 uh i think i think anomalous stuff happens like i just i just think that's true now if you're gonna you know hold my feet to the fire and say are ghosts dead people and it is their spirit floating around i'm not gonna answer that because i don't know it it could be anything i don't know if there's some sort of weird uh time convergence thing happening uh where uh, you know all time is happening at the same time and so we see little rips in time and so we're seeing someone from the olden days and they're seeing us at the same time, you know, like, I don't know what the hell's happening, but I do think something is happening, you know? Yeah, I got to go another hour and I got to have you back soon because I could talk another hour. I'm not even touching the surface because I get so much more questions and we got to go a little bit over because I got to, you were on a paranormal team and you still don't really, neg- I mean, you don't really do it so much full time, but right. you don't exactly cross it out. Um, no. I got to touch on your uh, dismissal of the lockness of Nessie. You oh, love the monster, yeah. man, but you love, I love how you pick and choose, though. I don't think yeah, you know, it's not like heavy metal. You have to like everything. Well, fuck that. I don't really care for playing Big Death Punch. I mean, so I have to like every heavy metal thing. Fuck you. I don't like Vertigo or whatever. So, you know, <laughs> right. I love Pantera. So I think I pick and choose. Like with, 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 with cryptozoology, do you like the Mothman? Do you like the Dover Demon? Lord Lauren Coleman. Oh, you know, with, yeah. with with all this stuff. So, what makes you think that that like Wessie? And do you think that the um, Champ is like that, the Lake Champlain monster, or Cassie even is just the- well. It's not that I like don't like them or like don't believe in them. I just a lot of like the general thought of what Nessie and Champ and uh, Cassie. Yeah, Ogopogo, you know, all these lake monsters and, and river monsters and, and ocean monsters. Brontosaurus uh, is almost like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not convinced of that. I do think there's something there. Uh, I've read a lot of research on eels and how eels, if given a big enough area with a with enough of a food source, can grow really, really big. And there was even a report. Yeah, it, it, and I don't even remember where I read this stuff. It was so long ago now. But uh, I even read a report of an eel observed by people coming up onto land and attacking a deer and dragging like half of its carcass back into the water. And, and I'm like, wow, that there could be something to maybe that's what these lake monsters are. You know what I mean? But you know, you're asking me now, I think they're cool as hell. I don't know what they are. Are they brontosaurus type, you know, old dinosaurs type thing? I, I don't know. Is it possible? Of course. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I'm, go- I'm totally giving you shit and that's possible. Yeah. Even, and the thing is, 
like Lauren says, even if it's an eel, well, let's examine that now. And I think that's why Lauren is such a good guy at what he does. Sure. I'm not trying to name drop him so much, but I think it's the link that you and I have. Yeah. Because I get to, I get to meet you through that convention that he called the movie, and I get to meet um, the other dude there. I forget yeah. his name. He's not Chris name, Packard. Yeah. Chris was there. Chris is a good dude, and Roxy yeah. was there, of course. Yep. And hopefully once I get my book out, I can be part of that crew because I think what you, Absolutely. you guys inspire me, dude, seriously. And I, and I used to think this shit, like, you know, when I was younger, growing up in Lisbon, Maine, same thing with Stephen King, yeah. you know, there was a lot of things in that area, dude, where I would see things, these big, even this one time I saw this big green thing, like a big cucumber, but it was huge and it moved like a big slug. It was going to be the size of a baseball bat. And I never saw where it came from. It was in the Weird. woods. And the Rumbos oh, wow. area is all Native Americans. I don't, I don't, I never yeah. forget that. I was like 12. I didn't smoke nothing. And of yeah. course, I was alone. I've seen deer and shit out there, but yeah, yeah. You know, you keep it to yourself, like you say. A lot of these people that count UFOs and Bigfoots, they kind of keep it to themselves in, in fear of getting ridiculed, in fear of getting, sure. oh, you want money or. Yeah. What are you, not? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and also I just like to say, you know, before we close out that uh just because like I write about this stuff and I have a pretty strong belief in a lot of very specific things, I, I don't believe everything that I hear or what people tell me. But what's really cool about what I do is if I believe that you believe it, that's good enough for me. And it takes a certain amount of bravery to come forward. So as long as I have a, a kind, non-judgmental ear, uh, and, and witnesses are feel comfortable, then that's really all I care about. It's like I really, even at this point, I don't even care what UFOs are. I just want experiencers to stop feeling like shit, you know. And and if I can be a conduit for that, then then that's awesome. And I'll share yeah. their stories all day, every day, you know. Fuck yeah. You're yeah. the you're the someone that gets it. You're not above the oohs and ahs and everything's a demon and oh look a UFO. You're kind of just like it is what it is. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I'm here yeah. and this is what I got, dude. Um, real quick before we end it out, a couple more minutes. We'll end up we'll, we got seven more minutes to go. Let's end it with um, let's let's plug things: Facebook, YouTube, oh, sure. um, Google, all that shit, brother. I got an thing underneath. And I did promote it, but I want you to say it out of the horse's mouth. Where can people find your shit, man? Uh, sure. You know, I'm No More Slavic on Facebook, No More Slavic on Instagram, so add me up. Uh, I recently got a bunch of, like, really shitty, like, racist messages. So, like, I privated my uh, Instagram account, so you have to, like, send a request as opposed to it being open. Uh, so, but, you know, if you're cool, then obviously I will uh, accept your uh, your friendship on Instagram. And uh, <laughs> you, you can also go to uh, site, and that's where you can get all my books. Uh, I just restocked everything. I actually wrote a horror book uh, two years ago, and... Uh, uh, and that just got restocked, which I'm really excited about. It's a, it's a collection of short horror stories, short fiction horror stories that I like to write. And it was the first time I um, kind of put something out there like that publicly and uh, really proud of that piece of work. Uh, but all my other stuff is like nonfiction UFO related. Slavicstore.company.site and just type in No More Slavic in Google and you'll see a whole bunch of other shit uh, of different stuff that I've done. So. He's right there. I shared his linchpin or link pin or whatever it's called. And you can see all his shows on Spotify. Look up all his stuff. Like I said, Facebook. Um, you kind of, real quick before we end it out, you kind of do your own thing. Like I said, you mentioned MUFON and, of yeah. course, UFO Fred. But, dude, yeah. if you ever are in the area and you're like, hey, man, what's up? I'd love to. Don't ever hesitate. Heather's pretty chill. I'm, I don't got no kids of my own. I live out there by myself when I'm up there, which is pretty much during the week. On weekends, I'm here now, like in Saco with her. 
Yeah. But for the most part, dude, if you want to go sit on a bench underneath the stars, I know that sounds <laughs> fucking gay. But you know what I mean? If you want to no. sit under, if you want to look for UFO for hours, dude, that'd yeah. be whatever. I'm sorry, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And gay, <laughs> gay is okay if you want to get gay. <laughs> you totally, know, well, I got a gay uncle, dude. I'll totally hold your hand. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you want to go searching, is what I'm saying. Dude, yeah. if you want to go to Belfast, where I went for the um, the sites for Thinner, Stephen King, right down oh, the yeah. street, Washington Ave is where they saw Mothman. The dude saw him three, four times. It could be that big bat. People think that big bat is a Jersey Devil. I don't know. Yeah. But I'd love to go check that out. I'm, I'm looking at all these sites. I'm like, I'm going there. I'm taking a selfie next to the street sign. You upload <laughs> the picture in your book. So yeah. uh, anytime you want to go to Hackers Hill, dude, give me like a week notice. Let's, you know, we get rid of the 12 feet we have here in Maine. Yeah. Um, if you want to go to Dairy, dude, and try to stalk Stephen King, whatever, dude. Seriously, man. <laughs> I uh, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, we're gonna end the absolutely. show. Is there any question, real quick, before we go? I usually have to ask my guests now, uh, my historically haunted podcast season two guests. Since I started new. Is there any question you'd like to ask me before we go off? I this might be too long of an answer, but uh, what got you started into all this? Oh. um... Well, of course, like, okay, so I grew up in Stephen King country. My, my stepfather went hunting at eight years old. When I went to Lisbon at about six years old, we moved to Lisbon from New Auburn. We lived right across the building where that kid got put in the oven, that apartment building in New Auburn. On the second floor, remember the dude put the, the stepdaughter in the oven, think she was a devil, like 85. Jesus. You remember that? Oh, no. yeah, the apartment's still there. John Huntington lived there for a little bit, the ghost hunter from Maine. Oh, really? Cool. Oh, yeah. Ask him about it. He lived in that same apartment building with a girl got put in the oven. She was like eight months old or some stupid how, how do I not? I, I don't know how I don't I know this I can't believe you don't know that. The apartment's still there. It's yeah. in the Auburn by the painted wall by Florian's. It's right there. Right wow. across the street, that big orange apartment building, second floor. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Evil shit. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I, I digress. So that's early. So I moved to Lisbon, right? I'm already fucked up from that shit, right? Because I heard that. <laughs> So I go to Lisbon, and then my dad goes hunting. He said that, and my mom goes, ah, oh, I couldn't sleep. She goes, you want to watch The Shining? They go ahead. She goes, he went to your, the high school you're going to go to in a couple of years, Stephen King. So I introduced Stephen King, and I watched The Shining. I just got done watching uh, Thomas the Train or whatever, Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I'm watching The Shining with the two girls holding hand in blood, so it kind of got me into that. Yeah. A couple of years later, my grandfather dies. The night He dies in 1988. I see him in Lisbon. He walks oh, me in the bridge. And dude, I was 14, six years later, whatever, five years later, and I saw my grandfather at CMMC die, flatline, vomited, oh, and I switched the whole nine. Jesus. So I saw someone die in front of me. So it kind of led to that. Of course, the leech scene. You went to Run Around Pond in Durham, where Steve grew up, Run Around Pond, on, and leech scene for, for Stand By Me's there, where I thought of it. So you start growing on it, dude. Next thing you know, I'm going to graveyards, and I'm getting high, and dudes are all at keg parties at Elizabeth High School, and I'm in the fucking, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting stoned in the graveyard looking for the lady in white in Poland. <laughs> so it grows, man. It grows. Yeah. Mom died. I got my car accident. She came to me. And uh, ever since then, man, I'm looking for the reason. As much as I want to help people, I know that's the good answer. I'm really just looking for myself. I know that sounds yeah. like, but I kind of want to know what's up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Answer, well, that's man, that. Well, that's a great uh, condensed answer because it sounds like there's a lot of stuff to unpack on you know each of those things. So we should definitely do this again. I also wanted to I mention would. that being a huge Stephen King fan, one of the first horror, horror movies I ever saw, the first one I actually saw was Phantasm. I saw that way too young, and it's uh, amazing. Uh, it, it doesn't really hold up now, in my opinion, but. A, a movie that does hold up, in my opinion, is Silver Bullet. And that might have been the second uh, horror movie I ever saw. And once I saw Silver Bullet, I was a Stephen King fan for life, you know? Werewolves at a young age? God bless your soul. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, you oh, know, uh, uh, R.I.P. Uh, uh, Corey Haim as well. So. Sure. Oh yes, God bless him. I love the Corys. Yeah. No more. It's been a pleasure, dude. I we literally gonna either on your show or my show. I don't care. I'll have you on in like a month. Um, I'd love to do this again because we just scratched on the surface of what you're doing. Sure. Um, so people go support this dude. Buy his. He's an independent author, for the most part. Um, he's main based. He's Stephen King based. But the thing is, he's nothing to do with Stephen King. He's legit. It's like he said, it's nonfiction. So, no more Slavic. It's been an honor, brother. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This is fun. You make me laugh. You make me comfortable. Uh, the people in the comments are really cool. So, you know, what's up, Nikki and, and Aaron and all those people. And, and uh, really cool that Karen came and Fred. So uh, really cool stuff. I love that, dude. Well, you're respected. I feel like I'm respected. I think this could be a good year, and I'd love to collaborate with you anytime. I think some more main boys here might make it, and I think, you know what, we're just humble. We're not reading scripts. We're not losing weight. We got facial hair, and fuck if you don't like us. And I think that's the new <laughs> thing. I think people want real. I yeah. think that's it. So, Nomar, thank you for being genuine. Historically Haunted Podcast, another one in the books. Hard copy will be up tomorrow on my YouTube channel. I'll tag you in on Facebook, Historically Haunted. Um, anything last words before I pull the switch? Uh, thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week where my guests are. I don't know yet, so tune in. <laughs> Historically Haunted, next Friday at 